Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. How many Raptors fans do I have here? Raptors fans. How many Golden State fans, Golden State Warriors? Oh, if you're a Golden State, don't be shook like we're in Canada. We're not sure if we should say. How many Golden State Warrior fans do I have? Any Warrior fans? Okay, 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 okay. I see, I see Boris was just clapping his hands. <laughs> um, I have a prophecy for you. Can I prophesy who's going to win the game? Can I prophesy it? Can I prophesy who's going to win the game? I haven't watched the game. Can I prophesy who's going to win it? Would you allow me to? I want to tell you something. The one who's going to win the game tonight, okay, the team who's going to win. You ready for this? Are you sure you're ready? The team that is going to win tonight is a team that is hungry. That's what I'm going to say. Do you know that the hungry win? Can I rephrase this and say life is for those who are hungry? Raptors have been so hungry this whole season, that's why they're at where they're at. I'm not saying who's winning. I don't even know who's the scores. I'm just saying whoever's going to win tonight is whoever's hungry enough to do something. Because you know, when you are hungry, you're not yourself. Do you know when you're hungry, you see things differently? Do you know that when you're hungry, you, your reasoning is different? Do you know that when you're hungry, you see things in doubles? Because when you're hungry, you're on the side of craze. You are crazy because you're hungry. I have a prophecy for somebody. If you want to go further in life, get hungry. If you want to win something in life, be hungry. The life that we live is for the hungry. Somebody shout, I'm hungry. I want to preach for a few minutes. Sit down on the topic, send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire. Send the, you see, it's, life is for the hungry. Life is for the hungry. I, I was telling you a couple minutes ago that hunger makes you do some crazy things. I read a book in grade, uh, grade 10 called Lord of the Flies. Anybody read that book, Lord of the Flies? All you guys that are studied here in Canada, we read Lord of the Flies. And, you know, the book, it, it talks about a whole bunch of stuff. But essentially, if my memory serves me right, a plane crash. There's a couple of boys, whatever. You know, they land up in this forest area. And all of a sudden, they start taking on this character of cannibalism. And they want to start eating. And they're looking at how they can eat people that were once friends with them. And that's when it occurred to me. I said, hunger really makes you do crazy things. Do you know hunger even would let you think of something that's not to be desired as something that is to be desired? Do you know when you are so hungry, you can look at something that you should normally not, not even touch something that should be a friend and it becomes a foe? Do you know that when you're hungry, the things that you are seeing are not reality? You know, Pastor Ryan and I, when we were in, when we were in university, uh, our Saturdays were like always on the road, you know. Um, we would start our mornings at like, you know, I don't know, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. And we'd just be on the road. We had nothing to do. We'd just be on the road. I had a, a Lexus E something, something, some, some old Lexus. And we'd just be rolling in the car. You remember those days? We'd just be rolling in the car. And we didn't have aux those days. We had a cassette. So you take the cassette and you put it inside. And then you take the string outside. And then you plug it in. Sometimes you had a radio transmitter. We aren't that old. But I'm just saying that those are the times. You know, that those are the 
times, you know what I mean? And, and, and we would put it in and we would bump our music, you know, and we would be chilling and we're into R&B, so we're bumping our genuine, you know, and we're just, just two dudes just bumping R&B, you know, and we're in the car, don't ask questions, just two dudes just, you know, <laughs> two dudes just bumping genuine, just in the car. We just love R&B and we're just driving. And <laughs> one thing about Pastor Ryan is, so, is that, that I love so much is that he, he knows his body very, very well. You see, um, me on the other hand, I, I'm, I've always been a preacher on the inside. So I could go like two, three days without eating. Like sometimes Pastor Ryan would be like, when's the last time you ate? I'm like, Tuesday? Like I, I, don't, I don't even remember because I don't eat. And my mom always says, Kof, uh, you have to take care of yourself. You don't eat. You, don't, you, just, you just live. And I said, I know it's bad. But I, one thing about Pastor Ryan I love so much is that he knows his body. One time we were driving and we were, went all day on the road. And at the end of the day, he's like, we didn't eat today. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, don't worry. Tomorrow's another day. We can eat tomorrow. He's like, no, 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 no. This machine, because <laughs> it's a machine. You see him? <laughs> this machine it needs to be fueled. This machine needs to be fueled. And he said, listen, before I go to bed tonight, I got to get something in me. And so we'd be on our way to the party, and we have to stop by food and stop to get something for him to eat because he understands that when he's hungry, if he doesn't eat, he becomes tired. If he doesn't eat, he becomes nauseous. If he doesn't eat, what he wants to do, he can't do because he doesn't have strength to do it. Hunger brings you into a point whereby the things that were supposed to be conquered are things that you find difficulty with. Hunger puts you in a frenzy, puts you in a place where you would do anything if told. Anything. Anything if told. I want us to look really briefly on the functions of hunger. Just, just one thing, on the functions of hunger, all right? If we look at the functions of hunger, I told you I'll be done in a few minutes. If you look at the functions of hunger, you'll understand this, that hunger is essentially realizing that there is a part in you that is not fulfilled. There's a part in you that is still not satisfied. If you go to Mark 1 verses 45, I love this scripture so much because it depicts the story of a people who would do whatever because of hunger. Mark 1 45 says this beautifully in the scripture. It says this, it says, um, I'm going to read, yeah, Mark 1, 45 says, however, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places. And the Bible says they came to him from every direction. We're talking about believers. We're talking about disciples. We're talking about people from every corner, from everywhere. They were coming to Jesus in a deserted place. Now, in the scripture, whenever they're talking about a deserted place, it's talking about a wilderness. When you're talking about a wilderness or a deserted place, you're talking about a place that has bears, that has lions, that has vultures, that has so many different things. The Bible says that Jesus went inside that deserted place, went inside the wilderness, and he began to hide himself because he can no longer perform miracles openly. Yet, the Bible says there was a people that what they would do is that they didn't care where Jesus was. They were going to him at whatever cost. Now, I, I, I just want to ask you a question that at, as you're standing here right now, as you're, as you're you know, beautifully sitting here and, and God has blessed you with so much, would you do whatever it took to be around the master? I, I know many of us graduated and we thank God for graduation season. I know many of us have jobs and we're working and God is blessing us, but do you still have the hunger you had when you had no job? Do you have a hunger 
that you did when you were in first year and, and that boy broke your heart so you needed Jesus, but now you're good because you've healed and you've come to church and God has patched you up. So now you don't need Jesus anymore. There was a people, and I, I don't even know, we could even see that this people may have been accountants, may have been tax collectors, may have been prominent men. I mean, the Bible says when Jesus died, it was Joseph of Arimathea that went to get the body, which means that there were disciples that were around that were still wealthy, but still had hunger. Are you still with me tonight? There were disciples, there were people that were educated, but still had a hunger to the point whereby it didn't matter where the king was, they were going to Jesus at whatever cost. It didn't matter if he was in a deserted place. They didn't care about it. They didn't even care if they could be eaten alive by lions. If it meant that they would be where Jesus was, they were going to do it because that is the level of hunger they needed and they had. I pray that you would receive a level of hunger tonight. I'm telling you, your hunger level will push you to do some things you haven't done before, but it will give you results you've never gotten before. I'm telling you that if you can get a hunger on the inside of you that is not quenched by anything but the king, whatever you want from life, God will give it to you. I'm telling you that if you can get your hunger level up, God will lift you to a higher levels and higher dimensions. Somebody say amen. I don't know if you're hungry tonight. I don't know if you're, if you're hungry for Jesus. Anybody hungry for Jesus tonight? I'm talking to the right people. You see, hunger has a language. Two things about hunger, okay? I'm going to just talk about this briefly and I'll go. Hunger has a language. Two things about hunger. The language of hunger is essentially two lines. Whenever, however. Whenever, Pastor Oba, however. God, I don't care where it is. I'm there. However, I'm there. Hunger has a language. Hunger doesn't say, God, you can speak to me between the hours of nine and five. I can do your work between the hours of five and seven. But when it comes to eight, God, you know my TV show comes on around that time. So if you're going to talk to me, please talk to me before then because I don't have enough to serve you or to long after you. Hunger doesn't have a time limit. Hunger doesn't check in and check out. Hunger is something that when it comes, it must stay to grow. There's a language of hunger. And it's called whenever, however. Whenever. God, however you want to come, you can come. However you want to move, you can move. Whenever you want to do it, you can do it. If you wake me up at 1 a.m. because I'm hungry, I will respond. Um, are you still here tonight? Wherever you want me, God, I will be there. I, I, I've come tonight to look for people because God sent me on a mission to tell somebody here that he's looking for the hungry. God is looking for the hungry. When he finds a people who are hungry at whatever cost that will search after him, that will come to look for him, then God begins to release. God releases, and we looked at it last week in Acts, that God releases his fire upon those who are hungry. He releases what, what people want. He releases what he wants upon a people who are desiring of what he has. There is a hunger for God that is needed to point uh, to the point whereby your hunger actually leads to sacrifice. I've come to, to learn something, you know, in, in just my walk with God personally. Church, I've come to know this one thing, that when you are hungry, and if you are hungry enough, your, hungry your hunger rather transitions into a life of sacrifice. As in, you're so hungry that God, whatever you want from me, I will give to you. God, I'm so hungry for you that if you ask me to go to Timbuktu, God, please don't. I 
I like where I am. But God, if you say it, I will go. I've come to understand that hunger is connected to sacrifice. Because you're so hungry for God, if he asks you to sow a seed of a thousand, you don't think about it twice because of your hunger level. I'm so hungry for God that if God tells me to do one thing, because I want to be in his will so bad, I will do it. I've come to understand that there is a deep connection between hunger and sacrificing. And if I can push it a little further, I've also come to understand that there's a connection between sacrifice and fire. There is a connection between hunger and sacrifice. And there is seemingly a connection between sacrifice and fire. Somebody say hunger, say sacrifice, and the last one say fire. If you go back in the olden, you know, olden days and you look back in the Old Testament, you understand that anytime fire was to come down, there was always a sacrifice. Sacrifice always precedes the fire. God doesn't set ablaze what is not dead yet. He doesn't unleashes fire on something that has not died. So if I can put it very plainly for you to understand in this, and I want us to kind of just repeat it so that we get it. I want to teach a little tonight. You understand that hunger precedes sacrifice, and sacrifice attracts fire. Okay, I want you to say that after me. Say, hunger precedes. Come on, 100% participation. Say, hunger precedes sacrifice. And sacrifice attracts fire. In the olden days, there were so many different sacrifices. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you understand that uh, there were different types of sacrifices. Peace offerings, there were, um, you know, guilt offerings, and then, you know, there was the burnt offering. If you look in the Old Testament, go through Exodus, you'll see all that stuff through Leviticus in the Bible. Uh, in Leviticus, it says something about the burnt offering. It talks about how the burnt offering should be done. The last line of Exodus, or Leviticus 1 verses 10 says this. says, then the priest will burn the entire sacrifice on the altar as a burnt offering. It says, it is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. So the sacrifice, back then it was bulls and animals and different things. The sacrifice would come and be placed on the altar. That's why we call this place the altar, because it's the place whereby we bring our sacrifices. That's why when we come before the Lord and we want people to give their life to Christ, we tell them to come to the altar. Because the altar is the place where the burnt sacrifices would be, would be conducted, and then the aroma would then go up to God. So when we come and bring our offerings, many times we come and we say, you know what? We don't want the ushers to come to you. We want you to bring your offering as a sacrifice and put it on the altar. Different types of sacrifices and the most important thing that when I was doing my research, church, I learned this is God was beginning to minister to me through this. I said, God, um, what is the essence of me studying about sacrifices? And God began to minister to me, prophet. He opened my eyes to something. He said, Kof, uh, if you actually do your research and you look at what, you know, God told, uh, uh, you know, the olden church, the church of old, or even just the Israelites at the beginning, what God told them to create <clears throat> was an altar. He gave them specific, you know, instructions on how to build this altar. Then what he did is he said, then you are to take a specific animal. He talks about in Leviticus. You can read it. Take this animal and put it on this altar. And then that's when God ministered to me. God said, Kofi, I'm always willing to give my fire, but my people need to be in position. That's what he told me. 
He said, my people need to be in position because when I look to, to give out my fire, I look for those who are positioned to receive it. There is a place that you need to be to get a fire that you need for your inside. And the place is on the altar. The Bible goes on to say that as the animals would go on the altar, the priest would then put the fire and the aroma will go up. So there is a place you need to be. You need to be positioned. Somebody say, I am positioned at the altar. Say it again. Say, I am positioned at the altar. God can do anything, but in my walk with him, I've come to know that God, what God, I've come to see God burns what is in position. If you want to be burnt by him, be in position. If you look at this, you understand this as I, as I conclude, I'm going to wrap up right here. You understand this, that when you look at the New Testament, we're talking about the Old Testament with the burnt offerings. If you go to the New Testament, you understand that Jesus Christ, I'm going to show you how God himself had a hunger. The Bible says that God himself was looking for somebody who would be able to go down and redeem the sins. And he was looking at the children of Israel and what they were doing. And he was so appalled by their behavior. So what he did is that he had a hunger in his heart, which was for his people to turn back to him. So what he did is that he had a hunger. So then he sent forth a sacrifice, his son, Jesus Christ. What happens is that his son, Jesus Christ, then went and died on the cross. And you know the whole portion of our gospel, the atonement of sins, you know all that stuff. And what happens is this, is after Jesus Christ goes up, the Bible says in the New Testament that because he's going up, Jesus says, I'm going to leave my helper, the Spirit of God, down here, the one whose symbol is fire. I'm coming to tell you something tonight, that any time there is a hunger, it's preceded first after the hunger, then comes the sacrifice. And after the sacrifice, then comes the fire. Anytime God wants to give you fire, he looks for your hunger. Anytime God wants to have a sacrifice, he first looks for the hunger. Anytime God wants to bring a fire, he looks for the sacrifice. If you want the fire of God, he said, my fire is down. I would always tell somebody, check your hunger level. Always. I went to the encounter. Why is my fire low? I hear that so much. My fire is down. Anybody ever said that? My fire? Anybody be honest? My fire is down. I see a few honest people here. My fire is low. You know what? This is the, this is the language that I hear a lot. I'm just not feeling it. Pastor Kof, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it anymore. This church thing is like, I'm just not, like, same songs, same word, you know, same people. I'm just not feeling it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to this thing called our walk with God, our walk with God is something that goes from one level to another. God is a God who is always in motion. Oh God, I don't want to get started. Uh-oh, uh-oh. God is a God who is always in motion. It means you are meant to go wherever his move is going. So if you start your walk with God at one level, God has already moved. What are you doing here? Anytime God is ready to do something new, he many times takes us to a new place. And it doesn't have to be a new place geographically. It could be a new place in our prayer life, a new place in our worship life. Anytime God is getting ready to do something new, he takes us to a new place to do a new thing. I'm trying to tell you this tonight, that whenever there is a hunger, there is a sacrifice. Whenever there's sacrifice, there is the fire. Say it after me. Say hunger. 
sacrifice fire. I feel some people don't believe what I'm saying. So if you go to the Bible, look at Genesis, you understand this in the scripture. That there was a man called Abraham. Everybody know Abraham in the Bible? The Bible says there was a man named Abraham. And God spoke to him. God spoke to him, Pastor Ryan. God told him, take your son, the one that you love, and I want you to sacrifice him. Now, there's one thing that a lot of people don't understand about Abraham. Abraham was a man who he loved God. He loved God. The Bible says, I can, I, can, I can call Abraham, and I called him, and I can trust him, because I know that he will lead his household after me. He was a man who had such a deep hunger for God that he was willing to be in the will of God, even if it meant killing his miracle. Can you obey God if it means killing the thing he gave you? Uh-oh. He gave you a blessing. But what if God wants you to bury your blessing? What if God wants you to kill the thing that he's given you? The thing that you've longed for? The thing that you've desired? God tells you, take that thing that I've given you and bury it because I have something better for you. God was testing Abraham. So he tells him, he says, listen, I want you to take Isaac, your son that you love so much. I want you to take him to the mountain. And, 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 and Abraham is understanding. He's like, listen, God, if you said it, I'm going to do it. At whatever cost it is, I'm going to do it. God is looking for that type of people tonight. God, a type of people that will say, God, if you said it, I will do it. If you say go, I will go. If you say stop, I will stop. How many people like that do I have in the room tonight? God, you're saying, God, if you say go, I will go. Let me see. Let me see. That's an honest people. That's an honest people. It sounds so good. Many times, you know, people say that some, some things are easier said than done. I think that's one of those things. God, if you say go, I'll go. For sure. Like, I don't want to be disobeying God. I don't want to be like King Saul. Like, I want to obey God at whatever cost it is. But sometimes saying that and actually doing that is two different things. Anybody bear me witness with that? Saying that, God, I will go where you go. I will do what you do. It sounds good. But it's a difficult task many times to do. But Abraham, he didn't even question God. He said, God, if you said it, I'm going. He takes his son. His son is going up. They're going up the mountain. Takes his son. His son, I'm sure Isaac is asking him, Dad, I see the fire. I see the wood, but where's the sacrifice? And he's going up the mountain. And I can just imagine Abraham just not saying anything, just with his son. Just don't worry, son. Don't worry, son. God will provide. God will provide. I don't know how it's going to happen, but God will provide. I'm not preaching on faith tonight, but I think somebody needs that word tonight. That you don't need to worry about how it's going to happen. God is going to provide for you. I'm not preaching on faith, but I believe that God is just going to make a way for you where there is no way. It's just going to happen. Just walk up the mountain. God will create something. He will make a ram where there is no ram. He will create water in the desert. He will create a way in the wilderness. You won't even see it coming, but God is going to do it. Are you here tonight? I feel like you're sleeping. Are you in this room tonight? You're thinking about the raptors. I told you who's going to win, the hungry. So go and sleep. The hungry will win. If they're hungry enough, they'll shoot the basket, they'll go in. If you don't want to shoot the basket, it won't go in, and you're not hungry enough. So he's going up this mountain. Church, and he gets to this mountain top. Still no ram. All he has is his son because that's what God said. God said, sacrifice your son. So he goes and he's about to slaughter his son. And then all of a sudden he hears a voice that says, Abraham, wait. And he's startled. You find it right here, Genesis 22. And he waits and he says, God, here I am. And God said, don't do that. Don't worry. I just wanted to see if I could trust you. Church, I want 
to submit to you something tonight. What if God is not even looking for a sacrifice that is physical? What if God is just looking for the sacrifice of your heart? What if God just wants to see if you could literally, you will do it in your heart? Because many times some of the physical sacrifices are easier than the heart sacrifices because a heart thing is something that you have to hold to. It's something that governs your life. But a physical thing, I mean, you could do it when you feel like it, do it when you don't feel like it. But when it becomes a heart thing, it's your heart that then transforms your behavior. So that's why the gospel is about heart transformation that leads to behavior modification. It's not the other way around. That's why when we pray the prayer, we say, God, come into my heart, not into my hands. Are you here tonight? Because it is a heart transformation, something on the inside that transforms you, then your behavior is transformed. So many times we sing this song, envisioning we're at the top of this mountain, and we sing this song, if you provide the fire, I'll provide. Oh, come on. If you provide the I'll provide. I beg to differ. How can fire precede sacrifice? It's, I'll provide the sacrifice. You then provide the fire. So God comes and he answers in that way. And that's how we see that it's Four main steps, or three main steps. Hunger, the second one is sacrifice. The third one is fire. Hunger, sacrifice, fire. I'm talking about a topic tonight called send the fire. Hunger, sacrifice, the fire. There's one thing I love about fire. When it comes to fire, fire it refines things. Fire refines you. Fire, fire makes you defined in whatever you're doing. If you jump to First Peter verses 1 and 6, you'll see that. It says this in the MSG version. It says, know how great this makes you feel, even though you have to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime. But it says, but pure gold put in fire comes out of it, proved pure. Genuine faith put through this suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, <laughs> that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. Jesus. Oh my. We're talking about hunger, sacrifice, fire. And now we're talking about gold. Does anybody want to be made into gold, pure gold, God's best? If, if I can submit to you tonight as we're about to leave this place, that when it comes to pure gold, <laughs> pure gold can be traced back to hunger. How hungry are you for gold? Tonight we have two teams playing, Golden State Warriors and Raptors, and they're all playing for what? For a ring. What is it? Gold. That's why I told you, whoever's going to win tonight has to be more hungry than the other team. 
If you want the gold, you have to first be hungry. Once you're hungry, you will then go into a season of sacrifice. After you sacrifice, then comes the fire. Once the fire comes, then the gold comes out. Gold cannot be made unless it has gone through the fire. You want to be used, but have you gone through the oven? God has this process for making you what he wants you to be. Many times we skip the process to get to the end goal, but that's not how our walks with God are. God has to take us through the fire. And in the fire, can I just submit to you tonight as you're on your feet? I'm wrapping up tonight. I know we took a lot of testimonies, so I don't want to push it. When it comes to fire, Pastor Oba, a lot of us, a lot of the times, you know what we want to do? When it comes to tough situations, what's the fire? The fire is that internal passion that God gives on the inside of you. But the fire that God gives on the inside of you is also meant to burn some things in you. That's why when you come and your life is on fire, because this series is called Church on Fire. Why? Because we must be on fire before we host a conference called Young on Fire. How can we be young on fire if the church is not on fire? Who are they coming to see? They're coming to see Jesus, but they're coming to see Jesus through you. So you have to be set ablaze. I'm not talking. No, I don't need you to react. I need you to get this word. It's not about clapping. It's not about, no, no. I need you to understand this because the devil will fight you from getting revelation. The devil, you think the devil wants you to be free? Do you think, you know, because what, what revelation does is it frees you. Revelation brings illumination. So once revelation hits, it brings illumination. Then you're able to see things you weren't able to see originally. But the devil tries to bind you. So what you have to do is that you have to fight the revelation. You have to fight uh, the enemies so that you can receive revelation. I have an Audible subscription. Does anybody have like Audible subscription? Audible. Okay. I like audiobooks. But I found that I wasn't listening as much as I should because I like actually reading on Kindle. I, I read. So today I got upset because I kept seeing 1490 something coming out of my account. And I was pissed. I was like, why does this money keep coming out of my account? Like, I just want, I, just, I don't even read it. I have one Audible. I don't even, I don't want to read it. So I tried to look on the website. I was doing it on my phone. I tried to look on my website to see how to get out, like cancel your subscription. And I couldn't even find it. And I was looking, 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 and there was no place to exit. Like, I couldn't <laughs> cancel it. And I'm like, am I stuck? Like, I can't, I can't get out of this contract. <laughs> so I emailed them. I sent them an email. I said, hey, listen. <laughs> you guys are taking $14.98 out of my account every month. <laughs> and I'm not listening. I'm not, I'm not using your service. Can you get me out of this contract? And the lady said, oh, I'm so sorry. There is a function on your phone. You have to click big screen, full screen. So then you'll see all the options. I'm like, so you really don't want to make that visible so that people won't know? So you wanted to make that like a small print called big screen? So you want everybody just be caught up in your, it's your system? I was like, no problem. So I go on my phone and I click big screen. I click big screen and I, see, I do all the instructions. I get to a place in the instructions I, and it says, do you want to cancel your subscription? I say, yes, I want to cancel my subscription. Then something pops up for $7.98. <laughs> you can enjoy Audible. I'm like, no, nah, I, I want to. There's like, then it goes, do you still want to cancel the subscription? I said, yes, I want to cancel. I click cancel the subscription. It brings me to another place. It says, do you want to pause for 60 days? 
I'm just trying to get out of this contract. I'm like, do you understand that sometimes that's what the enemy wants to do to us? He wants to think that we're out of it, but he puts us on pause. So he'll tell you this, that I'll, I'll let you go for about three months, but then when it comes fall time, I'll bring that girl back into your life who's going to mess you up again. And I'll bring that boy back in your life who's going to mess you up again. And I said, no, 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 no. End subscription. Some of y'all just need to end subscription. End it, end it, end it, end it, end it, end it, end it. Because you know what I'm hearing in the spirit? Some of you, your heart has a subscription to a man. I'm trying, I want you guys to go. That's why I'm preaching quick tonight. Your, your, your life has a subscription to an addiction. Something you're trying to break, you just, you're, you're just subscribed to it. You can't break it because you in your mind, so you come to the altar and say, God, you broke it and now the enemy just put you on hold. I'll give you 60 days hold. You'll be back afterwards. All you have to do is press the end subscription. But can you imagine I would have never known that stuff if I didn't email them? Because what you don't know, you cannot break out of. You cannot break out of what you don't have revelation over. If you don't know who you're fighting, how could you fight them? That's why when David saw, I feel like pre that's why when David saw Goliath, David understood and said, this one, <laughs> I can't fight him with my bare hands. I need to use a talent and a skill that I have. So I'm going to bring my slingshot and my stones. And I've been practicing this for a long time. So when I take my stones and I put my slingshot, I know that if I get that rock right in his temple right here, he will knock out without me even having to put a finger on him. He understood his opponent, so he fought him accordingly. We're fighting battles and opponents we don't understand. Forces of darkness we do not comprehend. So that's why we're losing the fight. That's why we're not breaking out and ending the subscription. We're just being placed on hold. Placed on hold. Just being placed on hold. On hold. On hold. So I finally got to the point where I ended my subscription. And can you believe it? It says, congratulations, you've affected, you know, you've gotten out of your blah, 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 contract. I was like, oh, praise the living God. Like, you know, praise our living hope. And, you know, and then it sends me an email. And the email, it's like, yes, you've gotten out of this contract. But then on my email, still had a newsletter. And it says, do you still want to subscribe to our newsletter? people won't relent and that's when it clicked and hit into me I said can you believe it that you can be out of a subscription but still see things from your past that will tempt you to going back into that thing if you don't put your stance to say I will not go back to what the enemy brought me out you will continually go into the same situation and the same cycles and you will be in the same situation week after week year after year if you do not get some strong bones and faith in you to say no to the enemy you will continually go back you'll continually go back so i have it on my it's on my phone on my email i could pop it up right now i should have popped it up for you guys i'm out of this subscription <laughs> But it doesn't mean that I'm out of reach of them. I hope to say this tonight. When it comes to the fire, when it comes to God filling you with a fire based off of hunger and sacrifice, you get fire. Once you get to that fire part, it's to burn off old habits but can I, can I take it a step further tonight? What God was really ministering to me, and I, I, I know this is going to bless somebody, is that God was telling me this, that sometimes we don't just have to kill the bad with the fire. 
Sometimes we have to kill the good so God can bring the great. Sometimes we got to kill the good. Isaac was a good boy, but God said kill him. You know why? Because God wanted to know, Abraham, I've given you one miracle, but understand this, that I'm trying to make you a father of many nations. Understand that Abraham wasn't the one to have all the nations. It was Isaac that had all the nations. Isaac. Isaac, then Jacob, and then Jacob, and then tribes of Israel. So you have to understand this, that when it comes to the fire, God does two things with it. He breaks off the old, and he also burns the, the good to bring the great. I, I don't know who God has called tonight, but I believe if you're under the sound of my voice, it's because God wants you to be great. God wants you to be great. Would you raise your hands? I want to pray for you tonight. Heavenly Father, King of glory, I pray tonight, let your fire, your fire, let your fire, let your fire, let your fire fall on everyone here. A renewed fire, a new rekindled fire for you, God. A new fire, a new hunger for you and new fire for you God let it fall on everyone in this room like a warm liquid fire let it be like a warm liquid fire from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet let it be like a warm liquid fire let it be like a cool breeze that blows around them right now God let your fire let your fire God let your fire would you pray in the Holy Ghost right now really quick would you pray in the Holy Ghost would you pray in the Holy Ghost just pray in the Holy Ghost just pray in the Holy Ghost pray in the Holy Ghost just pray on the Holy Ghost. Kare basaya, ripaka zibre de 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 bihara basaya, breka da 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 basaya da 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 bakaya. God is going to rekindle some fire tonight. Kira basaya da da de de sikada, printa da bakadiga da basapra katuria da da. Your relationship with God is being restored. God is giving you a new hunger tonight. He's giving you a new hunger tonight. A new hunger tonight. A new hunger tonight. A new hunger tonight. Would you pray out? Come on. Cry out to him. God is giving you a new, a new hunger. A new hunger tonight. He can't send the fire until you are hungry. He can't send the fire until you have sacrificed. When he brings the fire, he burns the bad and he also burns the good. So he can bring the great. Come on. Begin to pray out of this place tonight. You need the fire of the Holy Ghost. You've been, you've been operating at the same level for too long. You need a new level, a new fire, a new oil, a new unction. Hey! Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.